It's 8 p.m. in London, 3 o'clock in New York, 2 p.m. in Texas, and noon in Los Angeles. You're listening to Radio Stranahan. Lee Stranahan, thank you. It was a privilege for me to meet you last weekend. You're tuned into Radio Stranahan. And now, here's your presenter, Lee Stranahan. Good afternoon, everybody. Lee Stranahan, Radio Stranahan. Hi. How's it going? You look lovely today. So, it's Monday, first podcast of 2015, and because it's a Monday, that means I'm probably hopeful. That's that's a safe bet. If it's Monday and I'm doing a podcast, it means I'm going to try to do a podcast every day for the rest of the week. Let's see how that goes, shall we? Let's talk about our sponsor first, because they have something very special going on. And I want you to check out our sponsor, longtime sponsor, The Urban Farming Guys, at theurbanfarmingguys.com. Watch their video over there, Farming in the Hood 2. Look, I don't care. This is a spoiler alert. I don't care if you haven't seen Farming in the Hood 1 yet. You're not, nothing will be ruined for you. Go watch this video. It's like about 15 minutes. Watch this video. It's great. I was blown away by what these guys are doing and the presentation of what they're doing. The urban farming guys are making a difference, showing people how to build a sustainable community, showing people how to build businesses all around the world, places like Mexico, India, but even right here in the United States, right in Kansas City. Seriously, check out what they're doing. They are walking the talk. They're doing the right thing, changing people's lives. Don't take my word for it. Go to theurbanfarmingguys.com and check out what they're doing for yourself. I have a few projects I've been working on. And if you read my blog at leastrainian.com back on December 31st, I talked about some of the goals that I want for this year, including just upping my productivity uh, and getting projects finished. I've been working on that. And one of the projects I've been working on is a film called Meltdown, which is about, it was started actually like, I, I guess going on three years ago now. It was supposed to be a short film about Charles Johnson, who is a now left-wing blogger, at a blog called Little Green Footballs. And I, when I started this project, part of what the film is about is about why the film took so long. It's very meta. So the, the film was started three years ago as a Kickstarter project that I raised like 600 bucks for, a little less than that. And so in terms of Kickstarter projects, it's, you know, Nothing, you know, very little money. And, uh, but I've, you know, continued to work on the project and think about the project. And now it's time to get it done. But one of the, one of the reasons it's, it's taken so long is because of the bizarre turn that the whole story took. This guy, Charles Johnson, from Little Green Footballs, I thought I was going to do a short little five, six-minute film about this internet guy who is a... Uh, he got famous for the Rathergate thing. Remember that a few years ago? 
where there was a report about George W. Bush skipping out on his reserve training. And it was revealed by bloggers. And, and Charles Johnson was one of them. I don't want to get deep in the weeds. He wasn't the first or the only one. But let's, let's say that he got some notoriety for being one of the bloggers who exposed that the, the documents weren't actually typed up they were actually written on a word processor. Okay, so uh, I thought I was going to do a short film about him. This was right after the Wienergate story, the Anthony Wiener Wienergate story. And then that whole story, the Wienergate story, took a bizarre turn. So Meltdown is going to talk about all of that. And part of that's taking me back to that period about three years ago when Wienergate broke. And I'm having to go through, you know, what happened in the Wienergate story to, to set that up and remind people. Let me just play this quick clip here. This is from the Young Turks. This is Sank from the Young Turks. Talking, this is so embarrassing. <laughs> talking about the Wienergate story at the time while it was going on. Listen to this. Now, you'll notice there that Senk has to say that Andrew Bartbart's a, a notorious liar. Well, of course, we know now that the notorious liar was Anthony Weiner. Anthony Weiner's the notorious liar. Everything he was saying about being hacked and about how he didn't know the photo was his, a complete lie, total lie. And that, then that was doubled down on when he had a sexting scandal again last year while he was running for mayor. He has no self-control, right? So, but, but in telling the story, you can see that Senk, whose audience is, you know, liberal, leftist, was able to sort of get away with calling Breitbart notorious liar, and people on the left would just go, oh, sure, he's a notorious liar. Now, I'm going to talk about that idea at some point very soon, but... Uh, you know, a lot of this has stirred up stuff for me about Andrew Breitbart and my relationship with Andrew Breitbart. And uh, then something happened the other day on Facebook. And the reason I'm bringing up this whole topic now is it comes up all the time. I, I, it comes up all the time. When I see people talk about Andrew Breitbart or when I mention that I was friends with Andrew Breitbart, people often tell me that he was murdered. And if you Google it, there's a lot of stories about how he was murdered. He was not murdered. And, you know, if I wanted to boost ratings for this show, what I would have done was given this segment a provocative title like, Was Andrew Breitbart Murdered? Question mark. And then I'd come on here and say everything I'm saying. But just me bringing up that possibility that he was murdered would get a lot of people to listen to the show. But I'm not going to do that because I don't want to do anything at all, anything at all, to help continue this lie and myth that Andrew Breitbart was murdered. He wasn't. He had a heart attack. I know this because I knew him 
very well. I talked to him three hours before he passed away. And I've mentioned this before. In that last conversation, he mentioned that recently he'd been on a plane and he had a heart pang. And at the time, neither Andrew or I knew, obviously, that that meant anything. But, and he'd been, there's a, he'd been in the hospital a year before with heart problems. That's been revealed by other people. I'll talk about in a second why, uh, why this myth has persisted, but I'm just going to point that out. That's been revealed by other people, and I knew about it at the time. I knew that Andrew uh, had had heart problems at the time. Also, in the last couple of weeks of his life, he'd begun exercising again. He was working out with a trainer who was really working him, and he told me and other people that he was on Atkins, and by Atkins, he meant like he was having steak and wine, but no baked potato, let's say. And that's not Atkins, right? So there's a variety of reasons that I know this. And, you know, I just indicated some of them. Also, a friend of mine who's an investigative reporter, Jeff Shapiro, looked into it, spoke to the coroner, spoke to other people, spoke to the guy who saw him collapse. The other reason this comes up, by the way, is because there is that Scalise story from Louisiana where he was accused of speaking in front of a, uh, a Klan group. It turns out that that's not accurate. But that story was put forward by a guy named Lamar White Jr., who was a blog called Send Lamar. And Lamar White Jr., was the last guy to bicker with Andrew on Twitter. So, I hate conspiracy theories. I hate them. I think that they're lazy. And I know that a lot of people really hate Obama. And I'm in no way a fan. I'm very critical of Obama. But just because I'm critical of someone doesn't mean that they murdered my friend. And that's the point. A lot of people hate Obama so much, they're conflating two things. But I, I want you to see if you're one of those people. First off, I'm telling you, it's not true. And I'm telling you, if you think it's true, it's not true. The myth is that Andrew had the goods on Obama. I know exactly the story that Andrew had in Obama, and it's what came out later which is that Obama spoke at a rally for a professor who promoted critical race theory. And that story broke on Breitbart right after Andrew's death, and that's what Andrew was talking about. He did not have the quote-unquote goods on Obama, and Obama killed him to keep him from him. Sorry, that's not accurate. And that's been propagated by a couple of people. Sheriff Joe Arpaio is one of them who propagated that myth. And I may go into more detail on that at some point. But he, he's one of them. There's a couple other people who I won't mention. But it's people who are conspiracy theorists, who, who market in conspiracy theories. 
And like I say, I hate them. I hate them. I hate them because it's such lazy thinking. It's so lazy. But what I want you to think about, if you're one of those people who's spreading it, number one, it's not true. That's the most important thing. But also think of what you're doing. Think of what you're doing. Spreading this lie that he was murdered. His death was tragic enough. The fact that he died uh, so young of a heart attack was tragic enough. I, he was 42 years old. I'm, I'm sure as I can be. He was born in 69. And I, I believe, I, I just got to trace it back. I'm not looking at him, but I think he was 42. That's, that's horribly young to die. And he left a wife and kids who loved him in addition to all his friends. So th just think about them before you go spreading this story. So I wanted to fill in some of the details and try to implore you, not only stop spreading it, but if you see someone spreading it, tell them, no, that's not true. That's not right. That's not what happened. He died of a heart attack. That's what happened. And it's, it's horrible, but that's in fact what happened. By the way, if Sank ever apologized for calling Andrew a notorious liar, I, I missed it. So that's it. I just wanted to do, you know, I, I, I like to keep these podcasts short and sweet. I like to keep them short because I don't want to waste your time. This one's short, but it's not that sweet. But I wanted to clarify this because, like I say, I don't like the myth out there. I encounter it all the time all the time to this day years later i still encounter it and it still bothers me so that's it now you know the truth as always you can reach me on twitter stranahan you can email me stranahan at gmail.com we have more news guests and other events coming up this week on the podcast till next time i'm lee stranahan